Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. Sports to the max. We'll continue to take your texts and calls about this. Um, hey, Mike, I just switched to T-Mobile wireless internet. Working great and only $50 a month. No wires. Only a small box and a window. Is that right? Can you do that? Um. I don't know. So I, I just I always get worried because I figure I'll do something. The next thing you know, I won't have anything. Okay. <clears throat> I haven't even gotten to why you can't get Netflix on all your TVs if you get Netflix. But that's a whole different topic for another show, I think. Uh, joining us now, a guy that doesn't worry much about that because he's got it figured out. Why? Because he's in the great outdoors all the time. The one and only Rory Nelson, guide extraordinaire. We talked to him last week. He told us he had some real good ideas as to how he was going to fish this weekend and that he was incredibly optimistic about what he, in terms of net, part of the pond, net results he'd, uh, he'd reap this weekend. He joins us in the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Get it? Fishing, line, net results. We're all over it tonight, folks. Rory, I don't mean to go too quick with you, but those are pretty good uh, uh, little metaphors I worked in there. You, you did. Yes. You did real good. Thank you got him in. Thank you. I keep working. There. All right, Rory. So, 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 I was with you last week. We fished. We went a line. Uh, I caught one bass. I passed that picture on uh, many times to Ron Shera. Um and, and we talked about the prospects of uh, with where the water temperatures were at uh, and all that went into it, where you thought it would be best. I'm not going to ask you exactly where you fished, but give me an idea, a general idea, county wise at least, and, and and how it worked out for you. Uh, it, it, it was on, it, okay, so it, you're not going to ever hear me say this for a fishing opener, but at the beginning of the night from basically midnight to three, it was too nice. Um, flat calm, full moon, the walleyes were definitely up shallow where we thought they were. They just were not feeding. It was just too nice. And come about 3.30 in the morning, we started getting that south wind about five miles an hour, and it turned on. Really? We absolutely hammered, yes, we hammered the walleyes till 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, came home with limits. It was fantastic. We caught bass and northerns mixed in with them. Um, we switched to crappies, like I said I was going to do, around 8.30. Went into some back bays, and that's the one that caught me by surprise. The back bays, so last Saturday at Ron Scherer's gig, the bay I was in was 53 degrees. The crappies had just moved in. Yep. In less than a week's time, I went back in there, and it was over 70. Over 70. And the it, it, the water temperature moved up that much? That much. Well, you're talking a little, little tiny bay. Almost, uh, you, you know, I'll, I'll say it. I was in PV Pond, okay? Okay. okay. This is where I was. Okay, gotcha. And I'm not going to tell anybody. PV's, 
<laughs> PV's pretty big, but it's it's still a, a back, almost like a channel. It's it's sure it warms up quick. It's on the north end of the bay, and they had already moved out. The sunnies were in there, the bass were in there. So then I had to do a little searching, and what it ended up happening is the little cutbacks, the little lagoons, they overheated. The crappies moved out to more of the more the basin, the main basin of the lake. They were still up on shore, but they wanted a more consistent temperature. So when you left PV at, and say it was 70, you got into the main lake, it was more like 57. And that's where those fish were going to be hanging out. That's where they were. We ended up getting them. Uh, it just took me a little while to find them. Uh, but that's the one surprise I had. Now, Sunday, it was, or Saturday into Sunday, uh, that night was very good. We had wind. The the fish were going all night. Um, it was. It's, well, it's well, on fire. Well, take bass. me back here, though. To accomplish this, you had to stay up all night. When did you sleep during yes. all this? I haven't. I didn't sleep a whole lot during this weekend. <laughs> and you loved not, every not minute of it, didn't you? I yeah, absolutely. I can't get enough of fishing. I I could be outside all day, every day, and it wouldn't bug me in the least. Mm-hmm. So, so, so finish your thought there. So, so now you get to Saturday morning. You've you've caught some walleyes, some crappies, some bass. Northern mixed in. N- n- now, what happens next? Well, now this over the next two weeks, you're going to get into the, the temperatures aren't going to be so drastic. I, you know, the the forecast looks like more of a we got some fifties and some sixties where it's supposed to stay. That's going to keep the water temperature pretty much uh, stagnant. I guess you'd say it's going to it's going to raise more slowly, and that's going to keep those fish in those same areas. If you have the ability to get out in the next two weeks, the fishing is absolutely fantastic. Uh, the bass, you can catch them on any side of the lake. Uh, the crappies seem to do better on the west half of the lake than the east half. Uh, the walleyes, it was it was from everyone I talked to. Everyone across the lake, east side, west side, didn't matter. The night was a tough bite. The morning, you know, 3.30, 4 o'clock, the fishing was great till 8, 8.30. And then she just petered out and... Everyone switched over to catching northerns and bass, and they are all on fire right now. Okay, so the Mister Twister, what, what was your your bait of choice when I was with you last week? Still in play? The well, we, we were using a paddlefish minnow. Yes, the paddlefish minnows will still work. They are in the channels. The guys can still go out there after work tonight at at dusk, be casting out in those channels. Uh, you know, we caught walleyes in channels. We caught walleyes at the mouth of channels. Uh, the depths you're looking for right now. Uh, at night, anywhere from three feet of water to eight feet of water. Once that sunlight comes out, you're moving from eight feet of water to about 13 feet of water. Yep. Uh, and that is the depths you need to be, and that's either side of the lake. Those that, that those those depths will work okay, for you. But, but let's say you're in the shallow side of the lake, and, and, and it's you know three feet of water off the dock. Can, can you catch crappies in that bobber fishing or not? Y- yes, you can, as long as you're in part of the main basin. Absolutely. Uh, it's the little channels, the little cutbacks, the little, uh, I, I call them lagoons that people have dug in over the years that hold multiple boats for homes. They're small little, almost like a little channel. Uh, those are pretty warm. You'll still catch plenty of sunnies in there. You'll still get plenty of bass in there. It's just a little warm for the crappies, and they're more sensitive to the temperature. So when you, you back off to the main base and still go up to the cattails that you can find, still go up into those shells, you see some lily pads, they're going to be sitting there. They're going in spawn. The crappies are definitely still going. All right. Last question. Uh, you you had kind of targeted an area, St. Cloud to, to the Twin Cities, as being the prime time, the best area based on everything you know. Does that extend for the next few weeks, or, or as it gets warmer now, do do do, do we migrate to northern Minnesota? Um, I you know I would say you got another week, week and a half down here, and then as it's going to progress, 
Uh, Malax will get better, then Leach will get better, and then you'll end probably Memorial Day weekend. Uh, probably Lake the Woods will turn on fire. Um, you know, most years you hear people catching in rainy. Uh, no one was up there this year. It was just way too cold. So yeah. all that is, all that's going to fall into place. So you can move right up the state, change the lake every weekend, and keep moving north, and have keep on this fabulous fishing all the way probably through the the third week in June. I would have to say before she starts getting into summer, wow. the summer haunts type thing. Wow. I mean, that that's uh, good to hear. That's optimistic. And, and, and the amount of rain that we got, what we're seeing, the flooding in the in the Northland, does that have any effect on fishing? Uh, flooding will have uh, always, because you're just, you're, you're creating so much more space for the fish. It, 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 you, you just want to be able to go to those same type spots, but if it's a little deeper than normal, keep moving up. Uh, those fish are going to stay in the same rough areas. Unless you have mass current that's not normally there, then anywhere you can find current, you're going to find fish. Uh, the walleyes are, are strictly, they love current. And if you can find current on a lake that normally doesn't have it, you will find the walleye stacked up. All right. Uh, hey, Rory, good stuff. Appreciate your help always. And uh, keep me in the fold, okay, because I need to get some more pictures to send Ron. Well, let me know when I don't, you, you can, can, you can go ahead and catch the fish. Just tell me when you got them. I'll drive over, hold them up with the pole, and send them. I, I don't need to catch them. <laughs> we can figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> it's been done before. Rory, appreciate it. <laughs> Not a problem, Mike. You have a good night. Good you, luck to everybody that gets to go this weekend. You bet. Rory Nelson. You heard him last week. Saw him on TV last week. Just a good guy. I, I went into the Wyzetta the Bait Shop, which is a... Which is a um, hollowed and storied location there right off of 394. You say, why is that a bait shop? And you say, well, why is that a, that's kind of uppity and this and that. The why is that a bait shop is the opposite of that. It, it's right off of 394 and I forget the cross street, but I, I've driven by it so many times. It's not far from 494. And when you gather at why is that a bait shop, there is a, there's a group of faithful um, fishing followers, so to speak, that come in and out and, and they're not just buying. They're buying live bait, and, but they're talking. Where are you catching this? Can we catch that from shore? And, and, and it spans all demographics, all races. I mean, it's, it's a cool place to hang out. And and, and they may be, this, their business may be coming to an end here uh, in December when the lease comes up. But it has been a staple uh, right off of there in 394. So I went in there one day and I said, I need to I need to find the right guide that can you know give me some tips. I'm going to talk. That's what we're announcing. I said, he'd be good. They said, yeah, I think the fishing opener was coming up. So they gave me his number, called him, and, and, and we've been friends ever since. Uh, but, but he had, you know, it was just that kind of connection that, you know, Rory knows where they are. They always, Rory always knows where they are. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't need business cards. You don't need to look it up on the internet. You go to YZ Bait Shop. You say, who's the guy that can, would do really well on this for me? Cause I'm trying to do a TV story or a radio story. Rory. Period. That simple. Didn't have to Google. Didn't have to look up. Just did it. We need to return to those old days because the internet and these things continue to fail us. 651-461-9226. Um, is streaming the way of the future? Or what, what are we going to do here? And, and why is it Why is it when you call somewhere, it's so hard to talk to a person? And this guy, yes, you have direct TV. He's like blaming me for having this high-definition TV. I, I bought the TV. Then I had direct TVs installed. You told me this is what I needed to do, and now you're telling me it's my fault. Am I supposed to check to see what TV I buy to see if it's compatible with your wiring? You're trying to make it look like it's my fault. <clears throat> that doesn't make for a happy Mike, and then Mike says things that he regrets later, but he doesn't care. Because they, they always say that this call may be monitored, and there's a party going, I hope it is monitored. I hope this is recorded. 
because I want your bosses to hear what I said. Okay, and then we talked about um, maybe a bigger problem, and that is how we're we going to get people to go back to work that don't want to work. 651-461-9226. Um, here's one text. And all the complaining as to why people don't want to work in the service industry, they are, they are good people. Don't paint it all with the same brush. Unemployment is at an all-time low. People have retired. People have gone into business for themselves. People are working. Then the next text says, Mike, it's easier to make money standing on a corner with an unreadable sign in your hand. Six five one four six one nine two two six Sports Plus to the max. We take on all issues because we are for you, the people. Stay with us. Welcome back, Sports to the Max. Solving our problems one caller, one text at a time. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Has service gone to hell in a handbasket? Have we gone backward by trying to go forward with all the things that we've tried to create? Am I missing the boat? And people are just, I was talking to this this guy that runs this employment center. And uh, we were talking about the great resignation. And he said, I'll tell you where it hurts us. is ages 54 to 65. He said, the sweet spot. They're the most competent uh, workers that we got. And, and they're the ones that said, you know what? If I can get to early retirement, I'll live on less money. As long as they don't have to be a part of that. When they're retiring early. And, and then he said, the problem is the people that we want to fill them, those 23, 24-year-olds that are coming up that will push it, you know, push everything in the, in the right direction, they're starting their own business and taking their chances because they absolutely do not want to work for a corporation. And um, they want the freedoms given to them more than anything else. And if they can figure out a way to make some money doing it, they will give up a lot to not have to work for a corporation. Some interesting thought there, too. Let's go to Sheila on line one in Andover. Sheila, you're on. Yeah, Mike, say the service industry is a very difficult industry. And for people who have to face the hostility of angry patrons who don't want to follow health procedures and policy and the abuse that service people take for people who didn't want to wear a mask, who didn't want to get a vaccine, who didn't want to help their community by protecting one another. It gets old as a service person to take that constant abuse. So if there's another job in any other industry, I'm going to take that job first. Thank you, Mike. Understood. Thank you, Sheila. But I'm talking above and beyond that. I'm talking about on the phone. I'm talking about not being able to get through to talk to someone. Then when you do, the frustration are being put on hold for 50 minutes. That, that's not a, that's not a one-on-one in-person altercation where you're mad at somebody for not wearing a mask. That's just being abused by the company. And that's different. That's much different than when you walk in and you say, screw you, I am who I want, and I don't care if you say that to wear a mask, I'm, I'm not going to wear one anyway. That, that, that's wrong. And I get that. And I always thank the people that are working. When I, when I go get a cup of coffee every day, I always tip more than I should. And by the way, add one more to that. You think those coffee prices are going to come down anytime soon? If they're charging a caribou and Starbucks these days for a cup of coffee? Give me a break. And the problem is, and, and, and this is where it gets compounded again. Now we're going to tip less. 
because we've already paid a ton for the cup of coffee. So now we'll tip less to the people that deserve it more because the people that are coming in there on their front lines and risking their health all this time, we want to tip them. We want to encourage them because a tip is an encouragement that says, thank you for coming in and working and I want to do that. I want, I want to give you more. But pretty soon, if it's $3.80 for a cup of coffee, what am I going to do? I'm not going to give them 20 cents. That's not enough. Now I'm going to give them the whole buck 20. Now it's $5 for a cup of coffee. Now you got my attention. But I don't want the service workers to get punished because they, they, they've raised their prices so much to create a bigger profit margin. See what I'm saying? And, and the people that are going to get punished are the ones that come into work, that put the mask on, that, that, that risk themselves, that work in close quarters. Because why? Because people aren't going to tip as much because they've raised the price of coffee so much that they feel that they've already overpaid for what they're getting in return. You see how complicated this gets? Aren't you glad you've got me out there fighting these fights for you? 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. ton of texts on this thing. Um, let's see if I can get to some. Tried to find out why Bill went up on Xfinity and after almost waiting for hour for a person, the helper couldn't understand his words and asked, what are you saying several times? And I asked if there were, um, okay, that goes the direction that we don't need to go. Um, and all the complaining is why people don't want to work in the service industry. There are good people. Uh, don't paint it all the same brush. Uh, unemployment is at an all-time low. People have retired. People have gone into business for themselves. People are working. Um, okay. That, that, but, but my basic premise is we need to bring it up a level because we're not – and it's not it's not the service people. It's the service industry. The service industry isn't just created by the service people. It's created by the companies that allow inadequate performance or that charge too much so that you, to, for you to download an app so they don't have to hire a person for that. See what I'm saying? This is where it gets complicated. Let's go to Dan and Marshall. Dan, can you help me out on this? Yeah, I'm a, I guess you call a frontline worker. I work for an ag dealer at the front parts counter. Mm-hmm. And I went through the pandemic, had COVID twice, missed a month of work, was really sick, all that fun stuff, masks, whatever. What I get frustrated with is, Kate. Okay, we're supported by a company. We're we're a dealership, right? Okay. They've gotten on our end where today they deleted the help number to call in and get help on finding out where our product is, why haven't we got it, that kind of thing. So now it's a chat box. You go and click a thing, say chat with a representative rather than actually talk to I, I understand exactly what you're saying. Been there, done that, don't like it. I don't like it at all. No. And I, I clicked into it today twice to look for something. I had to wait 15 minutes before they even responded to me. That, that's my point. And you have no idea because you're not contacting me, so you have no idea how long it's going to be. And guess what? I got other things to do besides wait for you to get back to me on your chat line. I've got a whole bunch of stuff on my schedule that doesn't involve waiting on a chat line. That's what I'm saying. It's disrespectful to do that to clients. Thanks for your call, Dan. You bet. 
651-461-9226. Here's one that says, go to McDonald's to get your coffee. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're, what their pricing is on that. So I can't say for sure. Let's take a break, come back. We'll continue to get your thoughts. Plus, Brian Robbie, former member of the Minnesota Twins, and oh yeah, he coaches a baseball team that just won a conference championship. We'll talk about all of the above when we come back. Welcome back, Sports to the Max. Twins in Oakland coming up at 8 o'clock pregame. 8.35, they'll turn it loose. Joining us right now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, Brian Robbie. He used to play for the Minnesota Twins and the Seattle Mariners. Now he's the coach at Bethel University. He was a star at the University of Minnesota as well, and they just won the MIAC title yesterday. Brian, congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that, Mike. Sounded like it was a crazy game yesterday. You got behind, and then you went on a roll and had the big inning, huh? Yeah, we had a, a couple big innings, and, you know, the crazy part about the weekend for us is we uh, we played three games, and we only pitched four pitchers total. So our, our pitch Are you kidding me? Really good. No, I, I've never seen nothing like that before. We And honestly, the third game, we debated about having our third guy just fin- you know finish it off but we you know we had our closer kind of ready to go and he hasn't pitched in a while so he thought oh let's put him out there and and you know we're and you know we're playing you know uh, the MIAC as you know is a very very tough league but it was just one of those weekends where our pitchers were clicking and and a lot of things went our way that way so uh but yeah four pitchers in three games and and uh you know in, in the Mayak we play a seven and a nine so our pitchers aren't always used to going a full nine just because we always had that seven-inning game in there. So it was, a, it was a fun weekend. It worked out well. So these were all nine-inning games? All nine-inning games. And yeah. so you had yep. you had two complete games and, a, and then a third game where you used in a reliever? Where we used one reliever for two innings. So my other guy went uh, a full seven. And wow. My closer came in and threw the last two, and it was over. And, and, you know, when you go to tournaments like this, you're expecting that, hey, Usually you win these by which pitching staff is the deepest. Yes. Because, you know, everybody starts, you know. Yeah, it seems like there's always somebody warming up in the bullpen, doesn't it? Always. Yeah. Always. And we just never had that. And, you know, it just worked out that way. And our pitches for this weekend uh, were really, really good. And, and um, you know, it worked out very well for us. So it was a very, very fun weekend. Okay, now I know all teams were in the same boat, but you got through this season in what was really inclement, rotten weather in April and, and into May as well, to be honest with you. How did, how did you navigate through that, and, and, and what words of wisdom do you have to other coaches out there about getting through a spring season in Minnesota that is so unpredictable? Well, you know, really what you do is we're used to it, and we deal with it. And, and, you know, people always ask that, but, you know, remember, these kids went through COVID, so... Yeah. You know, they, they went through a thing where they had a season taken away from them, and that was probably one of the nicest springs on record early. It sure was. And we couldn't, and we couldn't play, and we couldn't golf. Nobody could do anything. Yeah. And so our kids here, you know, it didn't matter that it was 38 degrees. They were fine but playing, and, you know, you just go out there. And we're Minnesota's tough. You know, yeah. we're, we're used to it in the spring where, you know, there's some years where it's, you know, 7 degrees right away in, in – uh, in early March, and sometimes it's, you know, 35 degrees like it was pretty much all year this year, all the way through. But you just kind of, play, you know, play through it. Our our field, we have heated dugouts, so it does nice. help us. I think it was, that's more for the coaches, I think, than for the players. <laughs> the, the players seem to get through it, but I, you know, try to stand by the heater as much as I can. But, um, but we all have to go through it. You know, the other teams have to go through it. We have to go through it. And sometimes it's just, you know, baseball's that mental game anyway, and you know, sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta, you know, grind through it, and that's kind of what we did. Now up next, you go to St. Louis to play, correct? Correct. Yep, we go to St. Louis. We're playing Wooster is our is our, uh, our first opponent. We've played them before in the past. They're a very good uh, team, just like we are. I mean, there is no question that. Um, and we look at the draw, and everybody says, "Is it a good draw, bad draw?" We're all good. Everybody's yeah. good, and 
if we pitch and play like we did this weekend, we're going to be a tough out. I'm going to tell you. And, but you know, from game to game, weekend to weekend, it's amazing. How many times might you watch the twins and they win 12 to one yep. and the next game it's one, nothing. Yep. The other team. Yep. And you're like, what the heck? How can that be? Baseball. Yeah. How can that be? And it's just baseball. It's a, it's just a grind. It's a, it's just unreal. How one thing, you know, you're, you're crushing the ball one game and then the next game you can't touch it. And, um, that goes for our guys. It goes for youth players. It goes for major league players. It's just a game. Okay, so, so as long as I got Brian Robbie in line, I got to ask a couple of their baseball related questions. First of all, how's your son doing? He's doing all right. He's down in he's down in um, um, with the Brewers Low A team out in Carolina and has done very very well. This past week was a little tough week for him, but before that, has been doing. He's been really doing well, and and he enjoys it. He likes to grind. Um, it's a tough business, you know. He's tough, he's learning tough very, business. Very quickly. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like right, right now, in, as, as I knew, and, and he found out very quickly, it's like every weekend, every day he plays is facing the Friday starter in the Big Ten, and meaning yep. that it's the top guy. And these guys are rushing the ball up there, and, you know, a couple guys are throwing, and they're 98, 99. Um, you know, then they bring another guy, and they think, oh, good, that guy's out of there. He's throwing 95, 96. Yep. It's just like, wow, where are and, you know, these are all these, you know, and where are they getting them from? Well, all over the world. Yeah, all over the world. From. That's the answer. Yeah. 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 And, 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 now, and now they've got the spin rate and they've got people that can teach a spin right. rate and, and they're going to keep right. throwing harder and harder. And, and you know, you, you adjust or go home, I guess. But but, but when as a father, obviously baseball is a very discouraging game for, for all right. fathers, whether your son's playing in the minor leagues or at Bethel or Little League. Right. How do you right. handle that? Because, you, you you know, you played it so long and you've coached it so long. When he has three bad days, you say what to him? You know, honestly, I try to stay out of it the best I can, other than when he wants to talk to me about it. There's sometimes he'll talk to me and he wants it, but a lot of times he's a pro. He wants to keep it. Sometimes you just want to just grind through it and not worry about it because yeah. it is a tough, and I'm going to be honest with you, Mike, and I go all over. I speak to, uh, I do coaches clinics. I yep. do parent clinics. I do all kinds of stuff. And when I speak to them, I try to speak to myself because yeah. it is extremely hard for a dad. And, and Mike, I know you have a son. And I don't care if it's your son when at the level he's at or if it's my son at the level he's at. Everybody says to me all the time, man, it must be awesome being able to watch your son and do it. And most of the time I would tell him it is on the good days. On the good days, on it's the really fun. Yeah. <laughs> now, it you wouldn't terrible. trade it for anything in the world. You know what I'm no, saying? No, yeah, and, and, and the opportunity to look forward. And, and the other beauty of it is you don't know. Today might be that day where it all comes together. And, and, and that yeah. will bring you back to the ballpark every day. But but is there is there a uh, – if a kid is struggling, is there any – and you got to deal with this with college parents as well. Yeah. Yeah. Have you learned anything that, that works best in terms of – keeping them heading in the right direction. And yet at the same time, you may see that there are real flaws in their game or their attitude that need to be adjusted. And you don't want to, you don't want to overtax them. And at the same time, you're going, somebody has got to step in and adjust them. The first thing, first thing I try to do always with it is encouragement. I, and I try to do that. Major league guys, you know, it's funny because everybody would think that, well, these guys are major league guys. They get paid millions of dollars. They don't know. They need, they need a psychologist the most. I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you. Those are the guys that, you know, when you're facing the stuff that you face, and even for young, young hitters, it's much better, in my opinion, to start with in the encouragement and explain the game to them that this happens at every level. It happens. You know, Byron Buxton can go off and, and for a week hit up 500, and then the next week he's, he's one for 25. It just happened Everybody to him. You know, last happened. week he was like one for 12 at one point, you know? 
Correct. And that, and, and honestly, what did he do wrong? Nothing. It's the game. It's the game. It's just the game. And, and it's just the way it kind of goes. And, and that's why if the pros can struggle at it, why can't a 10 year old struggle at it? They can. And the first thing is, is the, is the, is the encouragement part is the first thing. And obviously the higher up the levels you go, remember at a 10, 11, 12 years old, these kids haven't, they don't have a lot of strengths. So we're no, you just don't. And, and you might be don't. squaring the ball up perfect, and it, it's a slow dribbler to the shortstop, and you did everything mechanically right, except you're not strong enough yet, right? 100%. 100%. And, and that's kind of the battle you get to. And that's why you got to have the enjoyment of the game. But that's why a lot of people take their kids out of baseball. Absolutely why they do. And you know what? Yeah. And this is the truth. I, I don't want to say it this way, but I think everybody can. You can hide on a soccer field. You can hide on a lacrosse field. You cannot hide on a baseball field. Hundred percent. In fact, if you if you're at one of my deals, that's I talk about that all the time. I I talk that to all the parents and all the people. I said in baseball, baseball is a skill sport. You can't hide in basketball. If you um, if you're not a great shooter, you're Ricky Rubio and you're dishing the bat the basketball off. And you play defense. Um, in hockey, if you're not a great great skater, but you're big and physical, it'll put you on defense and you can do some of that. In football, you can't fly. You don't catch the ball great but you can fly, they put you at defensive back. There's always a spot in baseball where you put them. And everybody says in the movies, right field. Yeah. Well, in a 10, 11, and 12-year-old game, where do all the balls go? Right, right field. field. Because they can't get through the baseball. Yeah. And on some of them, you know, as you get older and they're throwing away, that's kind of what you want to do. But you get where I'm going with it. Yep. So in baseball, and, and baseball is built on the <laughs> and, game. And, and the ball will failure. find you no matter where you are. The Eventually ball the ball is going to find you. And if you can't yeah. catch it, you're going to feel bad. And if you strike right. out because uh, yeah. you, uh, you can't hit a curveball, you're going to feel bad. And that's what forces more kids to your point. I think that's what forces more kids. from the, I think the, the easy excuse is, oh, they're so slow and the game is slow and all right. those things. I think that's the easy excuse, which is a substitute for, boy, I'm scared to death when I get in the batter's box. Well, it's not only that, Mike, and, 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 and again, a lot of it is driven by parents. And yep. when you go and you play other sports and there's success and they're running around kicking a ball or whatever they're doing, and everybody's laughing and cheering and all that kind of stuff when they're young and say, hey, everybody kind of fits in this thing. Yes. And then you go to a baseball game and it's a team individual sport and there's failure involved. And all of a sudden, sometimes the, the kids, of course, are going to react, but the parents react harsher. Yep. Yep. And all of a sudden, it's not fun. It's, it's slow. And at yeah. that age... I always say up until 10-year-old baseball, it's brutal. It's brutal baseball up until 10. At 10, it starts resembling baseball. <laughs> a little and bit, yeah. on the way up, you know. And, and, and you have to be able to stick with it and, and do it. And it is a, you know, the best of the best, best in the world struggle with it. And now you look at batting averages. I mean. 235 the is the average that, in the American League right now. What is it? 235. What, okay. And you know what's funny is I just was going to say 250 right now is a new 300. It's about it. Yep. Yep. Uh, Cleveland and, and, came and I, in hitting two ninety two, and you just couldn't believe it. You know. Right. Exactly. And that's and that's the point. Now, is that a, is that a true statement or not? I don't know, but it, it kind of is. If that's what the <laughs> real average, and these are major league guys. Yeah. I know watching on Zach's team. I mean, there's guys and a bunch of them that are in the one hundreds yet, and you think they can't play. Watch them play. They're freaking dynamite. Just, <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you, and they're hitting 180. You know? I hear you. Hey, we got to let you go, but always great to visit with you. Congratulations, and we'll be following you this week. I appreciate that. Go Royals. You got it. Brian Robbie, head coach, Bethel University, onward. Onward to victory in the NCAA tournament. When we come back, Chris Thomas has some interesting comments on service and in industry uh, that he's experienced. Stay with us. 
Welcome back, Sports to the Max. Twins in Oakland coming up shortly. Another text. Today's Wall Street Journal reports record CEO pay. This week's Barron's reports record low birth rate population growth in the history. Where are the workers going to come from? Good point. Yeah, I think you know, it's just $142 million that the United uh, CEO made. I, I think $42 million of that put into customer service. I don't know how their customer service is. I've never dealt with them. I'm just saying this off the top of my head. Make sure the clients are taken care of first. That's just what I'm saying. Tubbsy, you, <laughs> you've had a lot of experience with the service industry over the years and, and people that you work with, and, you, you, and you're in part of it when you, when you field phone calls. Give me your tip of the day because you just, you just said what a father told uh, his, his daughter at work. Yeah, there was uh, someone who called who said that his daughter, um, I think she's a teenager. She just started working at a at a, a coffee place, and he said, it, you know, he told her it's not what you do, it's how you do it. How you do it. And, and really, it, it just boils down to being respectful of, of people. I, I know that if I had an opportunity to choose between two jobs and one of them dealt with dealing with the public – you know, whether it was over the phone or in person, yeah. I would choose the other one. But what would the other one be as an example? What would be com- uh, competition for that? See, I, I don't I don't know because it's it's, it's all dealing in hypotheticals. But the, the one thing I'll say is and I, I got to add one more on the good side. OK, I bring my grill cover. I need a new grill cover. So I go to uh, Ace Hardware. And I assume all grill covers are the same, right? Yeah. They're not. They're different sizes. So I mm-hmm. get back and the grill cover doesn't fit. So I go return it and I say, it's got to be this one. I look at the picture of the box because that looks like my grill. So I buy it. I go home. Guess what? It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. So you have to go back. So I got to go back. Yeah. But they didn't tell me to. I just, I was the one that eyeballed it and decided I knew best, right? And, and they said, well, do you got the serial number? I said, no, but this is it. I'm sure. So then I brought it back again today, and they said, "You know what? The grill cover that your grill's too old. They don't make your grill cover anymore." <laughs> so I, I said, thought those were pretty universal. That's what I thought. Uh, and I said, "Can you find any for me?" They said, "There isn't any." They yeah. said, "Go to Amazon.com, see if you can find one wherever you want." But we, we can't. We don't have one see, I, uh, that, that fits that. But the point is, they were really good about it. Mm-hmm. Ace Hardware in Chanhassen. Uh, they, they. It was my fault. Um, I was the one that didn't. I, I didn't do the detailed work that I needed to, or I could have solved that problem before it was a problem, yeah. you know, but they were really good and patient with me. So it's not all, you know, I'm not saying it's all bad. I think a lot of it's really good. Yeah. I, I will say that we just got a new grill a few weeks ago and had it preassembled, brought in because frankly, I don't trust myself putting a grill together. I don't either. You know, I, I you know, that's, so we paid more for the, what delivery. was that exploding noise out there? Chris yeah, it, walk in all charred. Hey, yeah, I, I have no eyebrows, Yeah, uh, but I will say that they forgot the grease tray. I didn't know that until after the first time okay. that we got, but I'm like, Hey, you I've learned got, the hard way. Yeah. I've got the order yeah, all over our patio. There's like yeah. grease all over, but I'm like, okay, we don't have this. It was delivered. You know, everything, everything's fine. We just have that. And it's the Home Depot um, in in Plymouth because we're you know yeah. right off of Vicksburg yep. and fifty five. Sure, yeah, I know that well. Yep. And to their credit, they were like, "Yeah, come on in." My wife went in there, and lo and behold, like she went in, got the grease tray, no questions asked. And I was like, "It's just the little things where you try to legitimately make it easier on the consumer." Yeah, and if you feel and like they're trying, then you work with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they were like, sure. "Oh, right. yeah, go ahead." Well, I'm just going to set us up. We've got the Twins and Oakland A's coming up next. It's a West Coast special. 
Byron Bucks in the lineup? Find out when we come back. The Twins in Oakland, Corey and Dan, got you the rest of the way with a lot of help from Chris. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.